doesn't run. I'm coming. Hello and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where you really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves and the other, well, that's where that their reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts. I am Zach, and I am joined as always by my co-host. He just got back from having Arthur Weasley pick a card, any card. It's Scotty Westside. Stage name, Scotty Westcard. Yeah, my stage name is Scotty Westcard. Thank you very much. Uh... <laughs> Arthur, very easily impressed with, uh, you know, sleight of hand, close-up magic. He he eats that shit up. He's a very good audience, um, you know, to have. Have you ever seen those uh, videos of somebody doing, like, a magic trick to a dog? Or yes. Like a, yeah, that's or basically baby. Arthur Weasley. Yeah, or a baby. Yeah, basically any, Arthur Weasley. anything with, like, no spatial awareness, just like Arthur Weasley. <laughs> You just have to like hold it behind your back, and in Arthur's mind, it's just gone. It's just you made his, it vanish. His spatial awareness is so bad that he didn't realize a giant snake uh, right was at his yeah feet was about right to there. Him. Definitely. Um, you know, maybe that runs in the family now that I think about it, because isn't it Molly who's like when they're in the car that's been like magically enlarged yeah. on the inside? She's like, oh, it looks so it looks so much smaller from the outside. She's like, these muggles are so ingenious. They're, yeah, this ingenious engineering. And Arthur's like, shh, shh, shh. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, so old Molly and Arthur, perfect for each other. No spatial awareness from either of them. Yeah, it's uh it's a good gag. It's a good that gag. Is a good gag. Yeah, love Arthur. We are we are back this week talking Harry Potter again. Mm. What chapters are we going through today, Scott? Uh today we are doing chapters 4, 5 and 6. Uh Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. My favorite book. Excuse you, uh I believe I I made you aware that it's Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Thank Prunts. you. You're right. I'm going to never let that joke die You're because it makes right. me laugh You're every right. time. Fine, 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 fine. Yeah. Half the ha- the Half-Blood Prince. Prince, led by Scotty Westcard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh before we jump into this thing, man, how, how are you? How's your week been? Uh it's been all right, you know. Um this that, the other thing. Dude, Here and fuck there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Got a haircut. <laughs> you were way more excited about my week than I was. Dude, fuck yeah. This, fuck that, yeah. You the know, other that's thing. This, that, and the other, you know. Fucking dazzle yeah. all over the place. All over the place. How's your week, pal? Uh, it's, it's been good. It's been good. Work has been good. Uh, I've played a lot of Apex Legends this week. Mm-hmm. It's been fun. Been watching some baseball. And, uh, although this episode will come out several weeks after this comes out, uh, a couple hours ago today, I, uh, hung out with Sam and Emily over at Harry Potter and the Half Drunk podcast, and, uh, we talked, we talked some shit, we, uh, talked about some things, and it was fun, and it was a good time, had a couple drinks, I'm glad it was a few hours ago, because I have sobered up (laughs) since then. Good. So that is nice. (laughs) But yeah, I no, can't. It, it's been I can't deal with drunk Zach. Like I just can't handle. Scott it. hates drunk Zach. Actually, <laughs> like he legitimately Zach. fucking hates me. I hate drunk Zach when I don't have a fucking show to record. Uh, 
or when I do have a fucking show to record. If you know, if we're just hanging out, I'm fine with him. But yeah, uh, that's fair. He gets off track easily. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I wish I wish I could join, but I I don't know nothing. Of, wait, what did you guys talk about? So we so we talked about what specifically happened to Voldemort after he attempted to kill baby Harry Mm -hmm. and he quote unquote died. Uh, What happened to him and how is he kind of, so basically we, we tried to fill in the gap as to where his body went, uh, how that happened uh, and how we got into present day where he is back. Uh, Things that are, Borderline plot hole things like how did he get his wand back and sure. things like that. So it's probably a good thing that you didn't have me on because oh, I definitely. can I, I can already tell you exactly what happened. Like you well, could yeah, just I mean, ask the me, answer is but... because of magic. Well, no, I <laughs> no, I can tell you what happened. Voldy was just hanging out waiting for some snake milk. Like all oh, he wanted was right. some snake milk, someone to milk a snake. Uh and he was just hanging out. That's that's where he was the whole time. Yeah. There no, you go. You're, you're right. You're right. Done. Um, no, it was, it was actually, it was a fun, it was a really, really fun episode. I was, I was telling Sam and Emily that aside from this show and us talking about specifics in the book, which I feel like almost more is directed at the writing, I have not had a whole lot of critical thinking conversation about Harry Potter, uh, Mm. like that or to that extent. It was, it was fun. And we all kind of, uh, developed a consensus of headcanon as to what happened and uh just kind of filled in some gaps it was it was a good time hell yeah that sounds like a good time yeah i will look forward to listening to that in a year and a half yeah. when they, they did tell series. me to share with you that they missed you today they wish you could uh, be on and they're excited for you to finish the series because they'd like to uh discuss some things with you oh, i'm sure once once you're done it was very nice of them to just lie like that no one misses me <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, we were talking about how you're basically a dipshit. I'm basically the worst. Yeah, you are the worst. Definitely, definitely. It's all right. All right, let's let's fucking do this goddamn thing. Let's jump into this thing. Chapter four, Horace Slughorn. Scotty, kick us off. Yeah. So where we last left off, they were just leaving the Dursleys, old old Dumble and Harry, off to what was Dumble's line? Tempt that mistress that is adventure or something like that. He had a badass line. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, And now, Harry, let us step out into the night and pursue that flighty temptress. Yeah. Adventurer. Yeah, that flighty temptress. Dumble, that Dumble has a way with Sounds words. hot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. <laughs> sure. Yeah, for sure. That didn't sound creepy. Uh, so chapter four, uh, Dumble, very, very subtle flex here from my guy. Flex Master Flex, Dumble, as he is otherwise known. Uh, he tells Harry to keep his wand ready in case they are attacked, but he doesn't think that they will be. Harry's like. Well, why is that? And Dumble is just like, because I'm have your Have you seen the yeah. size of my dick? <laughs> have, you, have you met me? Like, yeah. I took on all of those Death Eaters and Voldy, fucking basically on my own in the Department of Mysteries, because I'm just that rad. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. Pretty good. So they do the old sidecar apparition, the old favorite of Zach's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that plot hole central sidecar apparition and um Dumble mentions that his wand arm is a little fragile. He 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 tells Harry specifically like, "Hey, 
grab my left arm because my wand arm's a little little fucked up right now. In case you haven't seen. In case you haven't noticed. Uh, but we get a little bit more on that here in a bit. Dumble asks Harry if his scar is still hurting uh, all the time. And Harry says no. Dumble tells him that, yeah, I thought as much. Uh, Voldy has decided that it's not for good for him, this like connection that they have. So he's doing occlumency against Harry to yeah. block this connection, I guess. Yeah. And I'm like... That seems unnecessary. Fucking Harry can't do shit, but uh, I guess just to fully sever the connection, he has to Aquaman's. Yeah, I think it's more about that. I don't think Harry can actually, at least at least at this point, like intentionally go into Voldemort's right. mind. But uh, sometimes Voldemort's emotions get the best of him. Yeah, it's still happening unintentionally. So, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So yeah, no more sharing thoughts for these two. That plot thread seems to be done at least for now so harry asks dumble again what happened to his arm and he says not now it is a thrilling tale and he wishes to do it justice do it justice yes so good uh they are going to he also tells harry they're going to recruit a new staff member and he's like, uh, yeah, we're short on staff again. What else is fucking new? Don't have don't have <laughs> you, a defense against the dark arts teacher. You should, yeah. you should know this. You, can, you know the drill. Uh, so yeah, we got to go get somebody. Uh, this is where I asked last week. I didn't know Harry in the newspaper. There was something about the inferi inferi. How do you say this? Inferi inferi. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I just I read it. I don't say it. I'm gonna call them inferies. Um, they say that. Oh, Harry's like, what What the fuck are these? And he's like, the leaflet isn't very clear. And Dumbledore tells him they are corpses, dead bodies that have been witched to do a, bewitched to do a dark wizard's bidding. In fairy, have not been seen for a long time. However, not since Voldemort was last powerful. He killed enough people to make an army of them, of course. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so these are basically just zombies, I guess, then? For lack of a better understanding, yeah. I mean, they, they, don't, they don't act of their own accord. It's like if zombies were puppets. Okay. Yeah. So can they, like, are they just, like... They're not infectious meat. the way that, like, modern zombie lore is, though. Well, sure. But are they just, like, meat puppets, or can they, like, actually still do the things? Like, can they do magic? No, I don't, okay. I don't believe so, no. Okay, gotcha. At least, at least we've, in the series, we never have seen that, so... Okay, gotcha. I don't believe so. So they're they're in this like muggle village. They go to this house and this place is just absolutely devastated. It's beat to shit. Everything smashed, blood all over the walls, big fight. It's it's real looks real fucked up. Dumble just not concerned about any of this and just takes his wand and jams it into his ar- this armchair. Uh turns out this armchair is not an armchair at all. It's this old fat dude named Horace. <laughs> Uh, jams it right into his eye, too. Yeah, like, yeah. dude, why the eye, man? Like, don't get the poor guy in the eye. That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so they magic the whole place back together. It's, it's, you know, it was all fucked up, but, uh, they magic it back together real quick. This is a, this is a pretty, pretty decent scene in the movie, by the way. Him, him poking the armchair and Slughorn being like, yo, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Would I know funny. the actor that plays old Horace here? You you probably would recognize him. I don't know. I mean, I don't know his name. So Okay, fair enough. Uh, um, I'm going to look it up while, while you're talking. Sure. So, yeah, so he, um, Horace obviously is very interested in Harry. Uh, 
Um, this is obviously why Dumble brought him along. But he says, this won't sway me. The answer is no. And Dumble is like, well, at least let us have a drink. Show us some hospitality. Come on. You got to do the whole thing, my guy. Right. So they sit down. And um, Dumble's like, how have you been keeping, Horace? And uh, he's all like, not so well. Weak chest, wheezy, rheumatism. Can't move like I used to. Uh, but that's to be expected. Old age, fatigue. And Dumble here is just like, yeah, well, you sure moved fairly quickly to prepare such a welcome for us at such short notice. You can't have had more than three minutes warning. And Slughorn is just like, two, actually. I didn't hear my intruder charm go off because I was taking a bath. So this dude, like, just wrecked the shit out of this room, spread blood all over the walls, turned himself into an armchair just because he didn't want to talk to Dumbledore. Well, I guess I he specifically probably didn't know that it was specifically Dumbledore. Right, exactly. But also, I still think if he had known it was Dumbledore, he wouldn't have wanted to talk to Dumbledore. He, he, he probably still, still would have done it, yeah. Uh, but he did all this in like two minutes just to like basically make the place seem deserted. Uh, did not work, obviously, on old Dumble. Um, but he's like, yeah, I still did pretty good here. But the fact remains, I'm an old man, a tired old man who's earned the right to a quiet life and a few creature comforts. And um, Dumble's like, well, yeah, you're not yet as old as I am, dude. And I'm not retired. And old Horace is like, well, maybe you think about, you better think about it. <laughs> Fucking get, get yourself retired, bitch. And he, he sees, he also sees Dumble's injured hand. And he says specifically, reactions, not what they were, I see. And Dumble's like, yeah, you're quite right. <sighs> Fucking uh, shit. It's, it's, it's real gross, this hand, apparently. We, we keep, I just want you to know, Scott. Uh-huh. This little, uh tip teasing blue yeah. ball bullshit oh, yeah. the hand is gonna happen for a hot minute <laughs> it seems like it like they have no interest in dumble has no interest in sharing this story at yeah. least not yet he's gonna keep tickling my pickle for a while uh dumble says i am undoubtedly slower than i was but on the other hand he shrugged and spread his hands wide as though to say that age had its compensations this is very interesting i don't know what's going on here Harry noticed a ring on his uninjured hand that he had never seen Dumbledore wear before. It was large, rather clumsily made of what looked like gold, and was set with a heavy black stone that had cracked down the middle. Slughorn's eyes lingered for a moment on the ring, too. And Harry saw a tiny frown momentarily crease his wide forehead. I have no idea what the fuck this is all about, uh, what Dumbledore's referring to when he's like, yeah, old age has benefits too, and then shows off this ring, and Horace obviously know what's knows what this ring is about. I mean, does uh, he? It certainly seems like he does. He has some inkling, or he knows it's out of place, or something I, at the very I least. Feel, well, okay, that that is probably fair. That's a fair observation. I feel that people just kind of don't really question Dumbledore anymore. <laughs> just they're just like fuck. All right, you, all you know right. What whatever you say, okay. Dumbledore. You you know what's up. Um. By the way, Scotty. Uh. The actor's name is Jim Broadbent. Uh. He has been in quite a few movies. He's been in King of Thieves, Doolittle, The Duke. Um. I don't think I've seen any of these movies. Oh, 
Duh. Oh my god, I totally forgot. Is about he in this. Game of Thrones? Yeah, he's uh Archmaester Ebros. Uh he he's one of the Archmaesters that Sam oh, is hanging out with. The Sam uh, is Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think I can picture him. As yeah. I say, that name sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, he he is he is in a decent amount of like British uh he's in sure. Moulin Rouge. I don't know if you I give a know. fuck, but like I mean it's pretty well known. I have not seen but uh, yeah he he's good uh he 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 gives a a funny and and enjoyable uh performance for sure, sure. i I, I like I like him all right and uh, so so yeah so i I have no idea what's going on with this obviously with dumble's hand we're we're still not getting that story and what the fuck with this ring is and uh so Dumble just straight up asks him he's like so uh, all these precautions against intruders Horace are they for the death eaters benefit or mine? And Horace is like, well, what would the Death Eaters want with a poor, broken-down old buffer like me? And Dumble's just like, I imagine that they would want to turn your considerable talents to coercion, torture, and murder. Are you really telling me they haven't come recruiting yet? This is where Horace basically tells him, well, I haven't given them the chance. He, he Apparently, he moves around constantly. He's got this whole setup where he... He stays in the homes of rich muggles who are on holiday. Uh, he just kind of freezes their burglar alarms or whatever, magics the place up, does whatever he wants, and then leaves while they're all gone, and just kind of constantly moves from place to place. Uh, and he's been doing this for, like, I think a year, he says. Yeah, he's he's a weird guy, needless to yeah. say. Yeah, listen, he's he's got a decent setup, you know. He's he's He likes his creature comforts, obviously, and he's he's getting them in these nice muggle homes. Right. Um, he says he has no interest in coming to Hogwarts. He heard what happened to Umbridge, and he's like, how could how could you treat your teachers that way? What a and, fucking dipshit. Yeah, what an idiot. Dumble's like, uh, well, I didn't think you would be stupid enough to wander into the forest and call a herd of centaurs a bunch of filthy half-breeds. And Horace is like, oh, that's what she did. Okay, yeah, she's a fucking idiot. I never really <laughs> liked her. And Harry laughs at this, and they both look at him, and he's just like, yeah, I didn't like her either. She's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, so this is where Dumble is just very obviously putting his Harry plan into motion here. Dumble, for hey, all that his... that was a good pun. You got a little Harry plan. What? Don't you, like, if something seems sketchy, you can call it Harry as well? Oh, like, sure, sure, sure. Like, yeah, God, totally I, intentional. You just made me explain my joke, dude. What am I, you? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean, exactly? Uh, Evanescence, so, dude. Evanescence, bring me to life. So, <laughs> Dumble excuses himself to the bathroom. Fuck. And uh, Horace is like, hey, you look like your parents. And Lily was one of my favorite students ever. We find out here that old Horace was once the head of Slytherin. He says specifically he would have liked Lily and Sirius in his house. Uh, he, he talks about how oh all the blacks were in um, Slytherin except for Sirius. I even got his younger brother Regulus. I think he says specifically, like, oh, I would have liked to have the whole set. This yeah. creepy, like, collector dude. Yep. I Okay, I have got a bone to pick with you, because you fucking went on and on about how I would fucking love this dude more than any Defense Against the Dark just Arts wait, teacher ever. Just wait, man. He's got a lot to show for. 
Dude, I already just like do not get a good vibe off this guy, and I usually vibe very heavily right out of the gate That's with interesting me. I kind of thought that you would like how he's just like, like now nah, fuck you. I'm not going back to fucking Hogwarts. Like, I'm doing my yeah. own thing. I'm living. I'm living life. That's fine and all, but he's just like the way he talks about his former students is so weird and creepy. He he, he is a weirdo, but just just give him some time. Give him some time. <sighs> all right, he's certainly no Phineas right out of the gate. I can tell you that. That is that is true. I want I okay. Here's what I want. I just want Phineas's portrait to teach them. Like if oh, if uh, if Bins can you know teach it when he's a ghost, surely a portrait can teach one of their classes. That's what I'm that, saying. That is probably true. That's interesting. So, uh, so then he goes on and on about, he's got all these pictures on like his mantle and all of them are like former students that are doing all these great things now. Um, and you know, uh, some, some of them are like work at Honeydukes and some of them are like in the ministry and the pro on the daily profit or whatever. And like Quidditch teams and all this shit. And he's like, Oh yeah, I, I get Quidditch tickets whenever I want. And you know, candy for my birthday and all this shit. And He's just like this creepy student collector, and I'm like, oh, so this is Dumble's plan. Like, Harry is this famous person, and he wants to collect right. Harry sure. as one of his students. Exactly, yeah. So Horace tells him that he's prudent and will keep his head down in these dangerous times. He tells Harry that taking a position at Hogwarts is basically joining the Order of the Phoenix, and he doesn't like the death rate. Harry's like, uh, most of the teachers aren't in the Order, bro, and none have died. And then I love this. Harry's like, well, unless you count Quirrell, but no one does because he sucks. <laughs> like, nobody fucking cares about Quirrell. <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's very true. Who the fuck even remembers who Quirrell is? Uh, so Horace seems to like he's starting to maybe consider it because uh, he knows the Death Eaters won't count him like a friend because he's like avoiding them. So if they really do want to find him, he's probably fucked either way. And Amelia, he admits that Amelia Bones' death did shake him and being closer to Dumble, who's so powerful, may be wise. Uh, Dumble comes out of the bathroom at this point and Horace is like, what the fuck took you so long? And uh, <laughs> Dumble makes Dumble makes an amazing crack about how he was enjoying reading the Muggle magazines, and apparently my guy loves knitting patterns. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah, Dumble, that's great. He's just such a like, like what? What's the word? Like just snide? Maybe not snide, but like he's just so like. Yeah, what is the word? He's like just <laughs> like the, the, is what the, he is. yeah, but just like the bizarre shit he'll just like have a say about is just like <laughs> you can never predict what he's gonna make a crack about. One day he's telling you this crazy story about the room of a thousand toilets he found one night, yeah. or he's fucking loves knitting patterns. You, know, you just never know what you're gonna get with it. And dude. I'm not trying to draw this comparison to like appease you. No, but sometimes he reminds me of the animated Merlin from Sword in the Stone. Like he's just a fucking You're not like wrong. strange, like quirky old dude. You're not wrong. Yeah. You know I love animated uh, Merlin. Yeah, for sure. I, I do know you do. So like I'm playing at your heartstrings a little bit. But like yeah. it's something I have thought of before. You know, like I, I I wonder how much she like if she took any inspiration from that, because I can oh, definitely sure. see that even in just his appearance. I mean, Merlin has a very classic wizard appearance and yeah. so does Dumble. Um, 
but I I do love that. God, Merlin in that movie is so funny. <laughs> it's fucking He's awesome. Dude. So funny, dude. Anyway, that's that's. Can we just sit here and talk about the Sword in the Stone? Disney's the Sword dude, in the Stone. Let's do a whole while. episode. You know what? Actually, Ooh. Amanda has never seen the Sword in the Stone. Dude. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should do an episode on it. We should do an episode on it. I fucking adore Amanda that will movie. be the I don't wanna. There you person. go. Love it. It's done. Uh, so yeah, he comes out, Dumble, he's like, ah, well, I'm leaving, I know a lost cause when I see one, but of course Slughorn runs after them, and he says he'll do it. And Classic. Dum- yeah, classic. Dumble knew what he was doing the whole time. He tells Harry, well done, and Harry's <laughs> like, um, I didn't really do shit, man, and I'm like, yeah, he's absolutely right, he didn't do shit. Hey, he made a joke about Quirrell, good on He him. did make a joke about Quirrell, I'll give him that, you're right, he did make a good crack about Quirrell. So, yeah, Dumbledore kind of uh, is asking Harry, like, well, what would you think about him? And Harry's kind of like, eh. And Dumbledore's like, listen, let me tell you a little something about my guy, Horace. He says he likes his comfort. He also likes the company of the famous, the, su- the successful, and the powerful. He enjoys the feeling that he influences these people. He has never wanted to occupy the throne himself. He prefers the back seat. More room to spread out, you see. He used to handpick favorites at Hogwarts, sometimes for their ambition or their brains, sometimes for their charm or their talent, and he had an uncanny knack for choosing those who would go on to become outstanding in their various fields. So basically this guy, yeah, he kind of has formed this club uh, and kind of just played favorites um, and, like, you know, he forged connections, you know, made contacts, put people in positions of like power importance and then reaped some kind of benefit in return. Sounds kind of like uh like Littlefinger. Yeah, but Littlefinger is way cooler than old Horace. Littlefinger is cooler cuz Littlefinger yeah. still wants to be at the top. Yes, he and... still wants to be at the top. Yeah. He he will manipulate his way to get there, but he does want to be at the top. And he'll make a really cool speech about ladders every once in a uh, and Dumble's like, listen, I tell you all this not to put you on, or not to like, put, put say, like, not to like hate on Horace, but to put you on guard because he will definitely try to make you the jewel of his collection. And I'm like, more like the turd of his collection. <laughs> oh my God. You're such a dipshit sometimes. <laughs> I am. It's true. But Harry sucks. I, the, he's not the jewel of anything. I think I think I think uh, I don't think you'll come around on Harry this book, no, but I, I think that I think that like you'll be more fine with him. More uh, like how you were the first couple. Books. So like, far, you, he's way more tolerable than he yeah, was. Yeah, definitely. Five. Like it, like, it is. He's he sucks in the last book dude, so bad. He sucks so bad in book five. Anyway, so they apparate to the burrow, uh, but Dumble's like, "Listen, bro, before we go in, I need to talk to you in private for a moment." So they go into the the broom shed, and um, Dumble's like, "Listen, bro, I'm I'm real proud of you for the way you've handled things since the blow up at the ministry." Um, Harry admits he's he's like breaks down a little bit here. He says he was really struggling for a while, not eating, not talking, but he seems more determined now to fight back because that's what Sirius would have wanted. And if he's going to die, he's going to try to take some Dieters and old Voldy with him. Dumble tells him that uh, 
They are the only two in the world, him, Dumble, and Harry. They are the only two that know the full contents of the prophecy, but that he should confide, confide the info in his friends, uh, Ron and Hermione. He says, you would be doing them a disservice to not tell them something so important. And also, I think Dumble is telling him this because Harry, Harry can kind of share that burden, you know, yeah. and hopefully lean on Ron and Hermione for support. For sure. Yes. It's good advice. I, I, it I is like good these advice. human moments uh, that, that we get so little of, I think, in the previous books. And we'll have a couple more of them in this book. It's it's really refreshing. For sure. I, I appreciate that Dumble was like, listen, I know you've been kind of keeping this bottled up inside, but you got to, you know, you got to l- lean on your friends when you're in, you know, need like this. So good, good advice from Dumble. Uh, he says that he is going to be giving Harry private lessons this year, teaching him, quote, a little of this and a little of that, a little, little column A, a little column B. A little and razzle, a little dazzle. A little, you know? <laughs> a little razzle and a little dazzle. And uh, Harry's super stoked. Uh, also, he's like, ah, oh, does that mean I'm not going to have to take Aquamancy anymore with Snape and uh Dumble's like yeah let's just call that a fiasco and move on <laughs> uh just pretty good also Harry is super stoked because he won't see Snape like at all anymore he thinks because he doesn't think he's gonna have potions anymore because Snape made that whole speech about if you don't get an outstanding right on your owl in my class then fuck you basically that's not good for you though that means less Snape that's very bad for me. Um, I hope with the first batch we had where we had the Snape Draco thing, like I, I have to get more Snape because that was an unbelievable Snape chapter. Yeah. And I fucking need more of that directly, just mainline directly insert that into my veins. Um, yeah. So I don't know what that's going to mean, but Dumble is like, ah, not necessarily, you should get your owl scores today. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. I I thought potions was like a core competency thing and they like had to take it. Like is this true that just like if he doesn't well, get outstanding, so he's think just think about fucked? it like this. Like <clears throat> there's no like quote unquote college in the wizarding right. world. Sure. So years six and seven are the years where you're gonna focus on the things that are gonna help towards what you want to go into as a career. Okay. So it can be compared to kind of like more okay. like technical school or college type, if that makes sense. Okay. Fair enough. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Dumble also tells him he wants him to keep his invisibility cloak with him at all times, even at Hogwarts. And that What's there that are one. Yeah. I, I assume it just means. Yeah, the at Hogwarts part is a little crazy because Hogwarts is supposed to be like the safest place in yeah, the Yeah, I mean, they say universe. that in every book, but they is it really? They say that in every book. <laughs> yeah. Also that. They never seem to be very safe there. Uh, he also tells him there are a bunch of extra security measures at the borough to keep him safe. And he's like, hey, don't replace... He's like, this is, this is a big like fucking burden and a pain in the ass for the Weasleys, but they are doing this because they fucking love you and they want to keep you safe. Don't repay their kindness by being a dumbass and risking your life in some stupid way. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you, Dumble. Not that this dumb shit ever listens to anything anyone tells him, but thank you for being very blunt and telling him... Hey. This is the relationship between already. We're seeing the relationship between them that we should have gotten from the yes, beginning. yes. So good. You, you done fucked up, Dumble. 
I mean, I know you you readily admitted that at the end of the last book that you done fucked up, but you done fucked up big time, buddy. Yeah. And that's the end of chapter four. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about there? No, no, that was uh, that was great. I I am a little surprised that you don't at least find Slughorn fun, because I definitely do. Like, I don't think he's a good dude. I don't think he's like, yo, that's my boy. But like, he he's funny. Like, Listen, you know I have no qualms or morals about people being bad people, but me still liking them. So I just yeah, I think it's you funny just think he's that slimy. I think he's slimy. I think it's funny that Dumble poked him in the eye with his <laughs> wand, I guess. So there's that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, so uh, Tonks is here at the burrow. Oh, so they go inside. Uh, they go inside. Uh, Molly lets him in. And uh, Tonks is her, and she looks rough. Uh, Harry notes that she looks like ill or like worn down or just in a bad way. She uh, she thanks Molly for the tea and for the sympathy, and then she leaves. Dumble also leaves, says he has something urgent to discuss with Rufus. And I'm like, ooh, interesting. Hasn't Rufus been trying to get a hold of him for, like, weeks, and Dumble hasn't been answering? So I don't know what they're going to go discuss, but that sounds interesting. Um, Molly asks Harry about Horace. And Harry just kind of shrugs. He's like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) And uh, Molly tells him that Horace taught Arthur and her. Apparently, he started around the same time as Dumble. And I was like, this dude did not seem as old as Dumble is. And Dumble also said, hey, you're not as old as me. So I find that odd that they started around the same time I mean, Dumble, you don't know what Dumble was doing after he left Hogwarts. That's fair. Wait, left Hogwarts. Like after he oh, graduated. Oh, like when he was going to school there. I got you. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's true. Maybe he did a bunch of other shit before he started teaching. You could be right. It it uh, sounded for a second there that you said he diddled a bunch of shit. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Uh. Uh, <laughs> but we know he was a teacher when Tom was there. I remember that yeah. from the vision that he Tom Riddle showed Harry in book two. Too, Correct. Yes, he was a teacher when Tom was there. Uh, which is probably why he calls him Tom, which is badass. Uh, yes, it is. M- <laughs> Molly tells uh, Harry that Horace can be charming when he wants to be, but really plays favorites and that he did not like Arthur. Apparently he didn't think Arthur was special enough. And this just makes me hate Horace more um, because <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, you fucking... Don't disrespect my boy Arthur like that, you dick. Uh, Molly, though, so proud of her boy. Arthur has been promoted. This is so sweet. She's just like, she's just like bursting at the seams to tell Harry this because she's so happy about it. He is heading the office for. I, I wrote this down. This is l- the longest fucking shit ever. The office for the detection and confiscation of counterfeit defensive spells and protective objects. And that is the last time you will ever hear me say that entire thing. What's the acronym for that? I don't even fucking know. You should you should do it real quick. Odacoctopus. Odacoctopus. Let's just call it octopus. That's close enough. He's uh he's heading the octopus office, and basically this whole thing. Dude, you're renaming so many things in this series. How are you gonna keep track of all of that? I can keep track of him. 
if everyone else could keep track of him, that's a damn miracle. Uh, but yeah, it's the octopus office. Oh, oh, to, I can't. I can't even. Uh, basically, this whole thing is because people like my guy Mundungus are uh, <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> my fucking guy Mundungus. He's selling bullshit. Uh, saying it will keep them safe from Dieters and Voldy, but it totally fucking won't. So this is Arthur's job now, is all these counterfeit, like, protective objects. Uh, basically getting rid of those. Uh, real good stuff. Molly specifically says, like, oh, people like Mundungus Fletcher's ilk or something along those lines, and I'm like, that's so funny. Um, Molly grabs her clock here. She just carries this thing around with her everywhere she goes now. It's, it's very, it's very kind of like, just like, oh shit. Sad. Yeah, it's sad because she's just like, well, so all the hands on the clock are pointed to mortal peril, just like all the time now. Yep. And she's like, I guess we're all in mortal peril right now. Um, and it's just, it's like, I feel so bad for Molly because like more than anything in these books, we've seen her like... One defining, if she has one defining character trait, it's how much she loves and cares for her, like, loved ones. Yeah. And, like, you know, she worries, like, yeah. a lot. Like, we saw that with the, uh, what's the fucking monster thing? The, the Bogart. Bogart. And, you know, uh, yeah. uh, one of the, one of the defining themes of this entire series, this is kind of unanimous amongst fans, is is a mother's love. You know, obviously, we see it with Lily, and it is extremely prominent with Molly. Definitely. Um, there will be some couple of the other things that kind of get addressed later as well, but, like, it's... Well, we've seen it at the beginning of this book with uh, Narcissa, too. Yeah, it, exactly, exactly. It's, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's one of those things that, uh, without actually, like, talking about it and acknowledging it as, like, oh, hey, that's, like, a consistency, like, as, an, as a central theme, you know, mm-hmm, uh, right. can kind of go unnoticed, but obviously, you're... you're paying very close attention to molly it's so touching dude she, yeah. she's such a sweetheart like she's such is. a good woman yeah love her to death i love her she is the best um and also speaking of molly and also arthur being the best this exchange between them two is the most adorable thing i've ever read in my fucking life <laughs> arthur gets home and uh he can't open the door there's like dumble said there's all these extra protections on the house and so he knocks. Molly's like, is that you, Arthur? He says, yes. But I would say that even if I were a Death Eater, dear, ask the question. Oh, honestly, Molly. All right, all right. What is your dearest ambition? This is so good. I love this. To find out how airplanes stay up. <laughs> That's his dearest ambition, is to find out how airplanes stay up. So Mrs. Weasley nods, she turns the doorknob, but apparently Mr. Weasley was holding tight to it on the other side because the door remained firmly shut. Molly, I've got to ask you the question first. Arthur, really, this is just silly. What do you like me to call you when we're alone together? (laughs) Even by the dim light of the lantern, Harry could tell that Mrs. Weasley had turned bright red. He himself felt suddenly warm around the ears and neck and hastily gulped soup, clattering his spoon as loudly as he could against the bowl. Molly wobbles, whispered a mortified <laughs> Mrs. Weasley into the crack at the edge of the door. Correct, said Mr. Weasley. Now you can let me in. It's so adorable. I love these two so much. Yeah, uh, yep. They, they are, are the best. a power couple for Definitely. sure. It's, it's the best. I love them. 
Um, Arthur tells them that he's late because of these uh, this bullshit metamorph metals that are supposed to disguise you, but actually they just make people sprout tentacles, apparently. <laughs> it's the octopus office! Oh Dude. my god, it's so perfect! <laughs> I didn't even think of that! <laughs> oh my god, it's just oh, lighted up perfectly. Uh, Molly is like, hmm, that sounds like something Fred and George might do. Are you sure this, these weren't theirs? And Arthur's like, no, 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 no. They, they're not theirs. They know the line with all the shit that's going on right now. Molly apparently has turned uh, around on the whole Fred and George thing. She says that she didn't improve their joke shop at first, but they've got a flair for business and it's going very well. And we see she's that a bit later. That money, dude. Yeah, she's seeing that money. Uh, friend George seems to be quite the businessman, and we'll get into that in a bit. I feel like I feel like we we could have seen that coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're come on, fucking ballers. Dude. They are fucking. They're they're the new Mundungus, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but they're not like slime balls about it though. Mm, less slimy than Mundungus, but they're still a little slimy. Just, just the right amount of slime. The kind of slime I dig. So Ron and Hermione, they uh, Harry goes to bed. Ron and Hermione wake him up the next morning. And they're like, hey, what were you up to with Dumble? And uh, he's like, oh, I was just getting this new... We were just recruiting this new teacher. Ron starts to say something about, we thought it might be... But Hermione like looks at him and he shuts up. Uh, I don't know what this is about. She she is looking at Harry like very concerned. I don't know if this is just a general concern for Harry's safety all the time or what her and Ron thought they might be doing. This is a little strange. So I don't know what that's about yet. Um, Harry's like, yeah, I don't know about this Horace guy, but he certainly can't be any worse than Umbridge. And right then, Jenny walks in and is like, I fucking know someone worse than Umbridge. And <laughs> who she's referring to is our fucking girl, Fleur Delacour. Uh, Jenny, Hermione, and Molly absolutely hate her. Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> it's very funny. Ron, of course, defends her, as he always has. And we learn here that <laughs> Fleur and hot-ass Bill are getting married. This is Hell good yeah, for them. Dude. Good for some them. Good looking kids. Yeah, they're gonna have great looking kids. She even has a fancy new nickname for Fleur. Yes. Jenny has dubbed her Flem. Which is very funny. Which is very funny. It's it's even funnier that it's coming from Ginny, because Ginny's delivery yes. and her character is great. Yes, Ginny always great. I I do love Ginny for sure. So they're talking about this engagement. Fleur leaves. And um, Molly's like, oh, Ron was like, well, they've been together for a year. Like, that's that's long enough. And Molly's like, no, that's not very long. I know why this is happening. It's all this uncertainty with you-know-who coming back. People think they might be dead tomorrow, so they're rushing all sorts of decisions they'd normally take time over. It was the same the last time he was powerful. People eloping left, right, and center. And Ginny just cuts in here and is like, yeah, including you and Dad. And Molly's like, yes, well, your father and I were made for each other. What was the point in waiting? Whereas Bill and Fleur, well, what have they really got in common? He's a hardworking, down-to-earth sort of person. Whereas she's, and Ginny's like, a cow. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Ginny fucking hates her. 
Uh, but also she's like, yeah, you're kind of full of shit on Bill, though, Mom. He's not that down to earth. He's he's a curse breaker. He likes a bit of adventure, a bit of glamour. And I expect that's why he's gone for Flynn. Uh, Ginny, so great. So rad all the time. Uh, apparently Molly really wants Bill to fall for Tonks. And that's why she keeps inviting Tonks over for dinner. It's this kind of mom shit that makes me want to just like strangle Molly. <laughs> Dude, no. This is just this just makes her more endearing because I, I she mean, is it, such funny. a mom. She is so a hundred percent a mom and it's yeah, so funny. No, I mean that's that's true. But it's like it's almost like the same kind of thing that like the same reason that I hate Lily in uh How I Met Your Mother. It's just uh, like, like don't interfere, don't push your a, like your preference yes but lily is relation lily lily's way worse i mean about she's that, terrible yeah. compared she's to terrible mom. in a hundred ways yeah but i'm just like it's it's that it's that type of action that i'm saying that i'm just sure. like stop sure. but yeah i mean like by comparison here molly's like interference is very tame she's just yeah. inviting tonks over for dinner and hoping that bill falls for her sticks you know? his wiener in her yeah <laughs> something along those lines <laughs> Uh, Tonks, however, big depressed. Hermione brings up, she's like, she thinks she has survivor's guilt. This is about Sirius dying. Um, she was the one that was dueling, uh, what's her name? Uh, Bellatrix. Bella. Bella, our girl Bella. And, uh, she, Bella fucked her up, whatever, and then she went and fought Sirius, and this sucks because- yeah, we know how that ended. This sucks because if Sirius wasn't a cocky asshole, he probably wouldn't have died. Um, so it sucks that she feels guilty about this because Sirius thought the whole fight was a joke the whole time right before he, he got it good. So I, I feel for Tonks. Um, but apparently her depression here has like, affected her ability to like change her appearance, which is probably why she looks rough. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we didn't even know that could happen, but apparently it can. So, uh, so they're talking some more. This, this is very funny. I, I love Ginny so much. Uh, Mrs. Weasley pops her head in and she says, Ginny, come downstairs and help me with lunch. <laughs> Ginny says, I'm talking with this lot. <laughs> she just says, I'm talking to this lot. She refers to Ron, Hermione, and Harry as this lot. And I, there was something about that that I just found hilarious. It, it like, I feel some of okay i mean i guess i shouldn't say some of jk rowling's best character writing but like some of the most vivid pictures i can get of like a character based off of like their line delivery their word choice their right. and their actions is jenny jenny's is just yeah. so like fuck yeah dude like i want to be her friend so Definitely. bad she seems so cool she seems like such a ball to hang out with yeah, for sure yeah fucking she's rad dude yeah um, <laughs> Mrs. Weasley is like, now! Uh, and Ginny says, she only wants me there so she doesn't have to be alone with Flem. <laughs> and she's like, you fuckers better come down real quick. <laughs> and she leaves too. <laughs> it's very, very good. Um, Harry asks them if Percy is back talking with the family. I, I was very curious about this too. I was like, what's the deal with Percy now? Uh, they say no. Dumble told Molly that people find it far easier to forgive people for being wrong than being right. And I'm like, that's probably true. That that seems like that adds up. So, yeah, Percy apparently has not forgiven 
his that family. Seems like it adds up. It seems like it adds up. I haven't done the math. It's that's some rough algebra, but uh, seems like it would make sense. So I don't know. They don't go into more detail here. I'm very curious. Like Fudge is not the minister anymore. I don't know if Percy still has a job in the ministry. I don't know why I'm so curious he, about he Percy. <laughs> he, he 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 does. Okay. Yeah. Uh, will I find out about it later? Or you uh, just yeah. want to tell me? Yeah, I'm spoiling everything for you. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Get used to you, it. You should you be can, used to it. You can just tell me. Tell me what Percy's up to. Do you really want me to? <laughs> I mean, he's basically doing the same thing. Okay, fine. He's just still with Fudgy Fudge? Well, I mean, but he's doing it for Scrimdor. Oh, for Rufus? Why does Rufus keep that dipshit around? He seems I don't fucking clever. know. Okay. He has other things to give a shit about. That's true. That's true. He's probably like... <laughs> what was what was the name they called Percy? Uh, uh, Crouch, our boy Barty. Weatherby. Weatherby, yes. I hope Rufus calls him Weatherby. That would be hilarious. There's another. <laughs> Actually, never mind. No, I'll just wait what? for you to get to it. What? Uh, there's just another like, m- like name mess up that happens later that is really funny, and it's just okay. it's a good name. All right. Good stuff. I, I forgot that it was in this book. I was going to ask if it had already happened, and then I remembered it was in this book, and then I was like, ah, I shouldn't spoil something <laughs> because there's a joke about me spoiling things, so. Yeah, we got to keep that going. Um, Harry mentions, Harry tells these two that Dumble is going to give him private lessons, and then he also tells them what was in the prophecy. Um, <laughs> and then there's this guy, this, uh, Hermione is holding on to this, like, telescope. They're in friend George's room, by the way, and they've got all this, like, <laughs> bullshit still hanging out. And this telescope punches Hermione in the eye. <laughs> It's literally got the, the whole gag with the boxing glove on the spring in it. Dude, it's so funny. And it sucks. Totally it sucks my girl Hermione right in the goddamn eye. Pow right in the kisser. Pow right in the kisser, man. Um, Hermione and Ron are like, yeah, we expected something along those lines about this prophecy. Um, And they give him some words of encouragement saying Dumble's going to teach him some cool ass shit. And that he can do this. He's he's got it, man. Uh, Harry takes a moment to truly appreciate his friends, and I'm pretty sure that's a first for this fucker in the entire series. Um, I'm telling you, man. Uh, whether it's J.K. Rowling or a true transition of character, uh, it. it- the needle moves in the right direction. Did she just like go back and reread like book four <laughs> and no that. book five and was like, holy shit, I made my character suck big time. Uh, maybe I should lay off that a little bit. You know, I, I, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking I've been today. Thinking today. <laughs> uh, I told you a man and I had been watching the Lord of the Rings movies, right? Yes, you have. Uh, I fucking hate Frodo. Yes, we've had this discussion. Have we had this discussion? Yes. I, can't, I never remember. I don't remember shit, Scott. You should know, I know this by now. You're as bad as me sometimes. And it's like, uh, it's just like, yeah, he's a piece of shit, treats his friends like shit. It's, it, this shit happens. He's, yes, he's but a, he's he, a fucker. he has like this evil ring that is like influencing him. Okay, uh, Harry. Ah, ah. Do it. Say what you're going to say. I'm going to fucking kick your ass right back. Say what you're going to say. Say it, and I will rebut the shit out of it. 
I know what you want to say. You want to say, oh, he's got an evil wizard, like, fucking sharing his brain. Yeah, maybe that's why he should have taken the Occlumency lessons more seriously, huh? Yeah, okay, he also was raised under a cup or in a fucking... <laughs> what, uh, what is it? Under, under a cupboard? A cupboard? <laughs> no, yeah, what is it? Something in a like cupboard. that. Yeah, under a staircase, in a cupboard. Yeah, definitely. Uh, totally fucking abused. Sure. Just, he he's a fucking mess. He sucks, and I don't enjoy him, but... It makes sense. Frodo is actually a fucking dipshit, and and he, hold on. Okay. He, here's the thing. Hold on, wait. Okay. <laughs> hold on. Look, I am. I'm talking through this, and it's. I'm getting riled up. Okay, good. Fucking. I love it. Harry being a dipshit to Ron is okay because Ron's a dipshit. Yes. Sam is literally the best fictional character probably ever. Mm, he's real good. He's Sam rules. So good. He's so great. And Frodo treats him like. Shit. I don't think that's 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 a bit strong. And and I will tell you this too. This is not a spoiler. You could have guessed this. Anybody could have guessed this. Uh Sam uh definitely wouldn't have made it to the end uh without Sam. Sam literally completes the quest I mean, for, Frodo for Frodo. wouldn't have made it to the end without Sam. That's that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Sam is vital. Although I mean, Ron he literally carries friend. his ass up the he mountain, so yeah. He literally carries him he's up the fucking... literally and figuratively carries him up a goddamn mountain. Yeah, uh, Ron, not that important. And also but Hermione, not nearly I'm sure. as good of a character as Sam. And, uh, yeah, so fuck Frodo. Well, Hermione is Harry's Sam. In my mind, because Sam is competent and can do things just like Hermione. No, no. Her- also, Hermione, Hermione's no, a on. very this good is, friend just like this Sam. This is one better. Hermione is Harry's Aragorn. Gandalf, Legolas, <laughs> Aragorn, Gimli, literally everybody. All of, all of the above? Yeah. Uh, she's the combo platter, man. Um, okay, I think you are... You are overstating how bad Frodo is. He is not as bad as you're making him he out just to be. Sucks. And then he makes dumb faces. Elijah Wood he makes, makes dumbass dumb faces. faces. He's okay. Like, oh, you want to hold that against him? <laughs> Fucking. I hate to be the bear of bad news, but none of the actors in the Harry Potter movies are, you know, winning any Academy Awards. Those movies are pretty uh, poorly acted. Well, for okay, the, most the movies part. aren't winning any Academy Awards, but there's some incredible performances in there. Uh, your fucking boy. There's uh, my boy. There's Alan McGonagall. Rickman. Yeah, Alan Rickman and the new Dumbo, I think, Smith. are good, and that's about it. Even uh, I, I always forget his name, but like, not that he's like uh, an important character. Like, I mean, he's important, but not he, like he's like some incredible per- performance. But the guy that plays Hagrid does a very good job yeah, of playing yeah. Hagrid. He's really yeah. good. Definitely. And, of course, uh, Lockhart. He's great. Yes. Well. Lockhart yeah. is great. Oh, okay. Hold good. on. Wait. What about our boy Lupin? He does a good job. Gary See, Oldman I, does a good job. I didn't love the at Lupin actor nearly as much as I really? wanted to. Yeah. That's a bummer. And serious, I could take your leave. Like, I love Gary Oldman, but I thought he was... I think it's just... Well, I guess I haven't seen the fifth movie yet, also, bear in mind, so... Right. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, you need to do that. I would love to talk to HBO. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, any where the fuck were we? How I don't even fucking know. This that this is what the show is. Okay. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah. Uh, Harry takes a moment to truly appreciate his friends, and I'm pretty sure that's a first. Definitely a first. That is uh, the first time it's ever happened. So, uh, 
they go down. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Weasley can't get rid of this bruise on uh, Hermione's eye from this fucking literally cartoon <laughs> so boxing funny. glove on a spring. It's so funny. Um, She says, I just don't understand it. Well, budge. This has always worked before. And Ginny's like, yeah, that'll be friend George's idea of a funny joke, making sure it can't come off. And Hermione's like, but it's it's got to come off. I can't go around looking like this forever. Um, and Mrs. Weasley's like, you won't. We'll find an antidote. <laughs> yeah. Fleur comes in here with, Bill told me Alfred and George are very amusing. <laughs> and Hermione's That's just so like... So Yes, I can hardly breathe for laughing. <laughs> so funny. Hermione, not a fan of Fleur. Ginny and Hermione, both uh, big, big uh, haters of Fleur, which is very, very funny. So they get their owl grades. Uh, both Harry and Ron failed divination and history of magic, but they're like, yeah, no, we knew that was coming. That's fine. Um, mostly pleased with everything else. Harry's one outstanding was in, uh, the old Defense Against the Dark Arts. Uh, Hermione, our girl, got all outstandings, except she got an exceeds expectations, one below outstanding in Defense Against the Dark Arts. And I'm like, bullshit! How dare they do that to my girl? She should have perfect grades. Fuck right off with that shit! <laughs> I think it's just it's probably her practical. I, I'm not I'm not I, I will not have any Hermione slander and even just an exceed expectations is Hermione slander Hermione slander in my book. Uh, that's okay. That's um, fair. I'm not pleased about it. <laughs> so <laughs> Harry thinks about how uh, the exceeds expectations he got in potions. I guess it is means he can't possibly be a magical hit wizard now, and. I'm like, that seems odd and wrong. This is like his fifth year. He's not leaving Hogwarts already. Couldn't he like bring his grade up in his newts and be all right? But apparently it doesn't work like that. Well, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, that seems real shitty. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he also thinks about how it's weird that it was fake Moody TM that first gave him the idea of becoming a magical hit wizard. But he really latched on to that idea for some for some reason. Um, but he's like, well, this does seem fitting with like the prophecy and all about how I'm going to have to fight dark wizards and Voldy and all this bullshit. So it's very fitting because your boy has a fucking hero complex. Yes. And that's that's literally was my next note. I was like, we know why it's fitting. You know why you wanted to be a magical hit wizard because because it's going to fucking... get you the girls, baby. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, he definitely definitely is as a big upset that he that dream is apparently dead um because this you know education system seems broke as shit but i'm you know not an expert and that's the end of chapter five anything else you wanted to discuss on that um i just thought it was funny and very true to hermione's character that she was freaking the fuck oh, out. oh she freaked the fuck out about the like, owls terrified about yeah. her goddamn owls yeah uh and then she's like oh it wasn't that good like <laughs> yeah. they're like let me see that shit <laughs> see that's my thing i agree with her not as good as it should have been okay, uh right. she's uh you know she's an overachiever good for her 
so chapter six, uh, there's a lot of news of deaths and disappearances over the next several weeks as Harry is staying with the Weasleys. Lupin tells them that our boy Carkle, uh, haven't heard his name for a while, was finally killed. Uh, Lupin's like, honestly, I'm surprised he lasted a full year. Regulus only lasted a couple of days after betraying the Dieters. Um, also, this Fortescue dude who gave Harry free ice cream in one of the earlier books, I want to say that was Azkaban, um, yeah. looks like he got dragged off, and creepy old Ollivander, our fucking guy, is gone too. Lupin says he was the best wand maker. There are apparently other wand makers, but he was definitely the best, and it's very bad if the Dieters have him. I guess he would be, like, making wands for them. I would think they would already have wands, but, you know, whatever. Um. Yeah. We'll just leave. <laughs> I, I was just trying to decide what should be explained and what shouldn't. Let's just leave that. Let's just leave it at that. Fair enough. So, uh... They get their bookless from Hogwarts, and Harry has been made Quidditch captain. I love this line from Hermione here. She says, that gives you equal status with prefects. You can even use our special bathroom now and everything. <laughs> and I'm like... Ah, hell yeah. Harry could use the fucking dumb shit prefect bathroom that is somehow comes up in every single one of these books. I love it. I need you to know that uh, every single book that you complain about Quidditch, uh-huh. uh, especially last book, because there is there's a lot of Quidditch in the there's last book. There's a hell of Quidditch in that last book. Uh, I feel like last book you made some type of comment about like, all right, this shit's on now. Like if yeah. I have to deal with Quidditch and the whole time in the back of my head, I'm like, well, Harry's going to be Quidditch captain. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what? When I read this, that didn't even like dawn on me that if he's yeah. Quidditch captain, he's going to be thinking about and talking about Quidditch even more now. So I, thank you for just I ruining. I still have to say, I like, and I, I genuinely mean this dude. Uh, somehow it 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 doesn't seem because you know i don't enjoy the quidditch talk like, so you say that but then you always like defend it when i shit all over it well you're just a little aggressive is what it is okay <laughs> that's fair that's fair like i think it, much in the same respect as you i i would rather cut the fluff and like i would yes. rather a very simple like oh hey gryffindor won or they lost or this was you know like mm -hmm. and it can be something that gets talked about in passing I would even be fine with the Quidditch game, like when they're actually having the Quidditch matches chapters, if we didn't get 30 pages of practices and talking about it, like leading up to those. Right. Like that's what truly drives me nuts. Well, okay. So there is going to be some of that, obviously, because <clears throat> your boy is uh, yeah. Quidditch captain. But there's something about the way that it's written and like the... It's it's just different. I, I promise it's just different. It is it is more fun. I'm not saying you're gonna love Quidditch or anything like that. I'm just saying that it's not gonna feel like such a drag to get through that stuff because there's more actually happening. I hope so. I uh, I've stated several times how book four being blessedly Quidditch free once they got to Hogwarts was a big reason, a big component. I mean, obviously there were a lot of other things, but a component of why I enjoyed that book so much. Um, so I, ugh. 
just look t- take the first f- six chapters for example i mean the, you can tell the writing styles changed like it's yes a little bit um even in the fluff of being at the weasley's house it's still more it's still more giving you're still getting more out of it yeah i suppose i can get behind what you're saying there and um, uh, that that does translate to the Quidditch stuff. Are you going to be a huge fan? Probably not, but like it's going to be better than your past experience with it. The real question is, am I going to be a huge bitch about it? And the answer is probably yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that that was never really actually a question. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of huge bitches, Ron, uh, this is very funny. He's like, oh, Harry, this is so cool. You're my captain. If you let me back on the team, I suppose. Ha 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 ha. He does that very like awkward thing. Like, hey, I'm joking, but I'm not joking. You're you're gonna let me on the team, right, bro? Right, yeah. right, right, pal. <laughs> uh, very dumb. You guys could see Scott. He was doing this really awkward like wink thing. It was kind of terrifying. I wasn't even. <laughs> but kind of sexy you're, at the same time. You're full of shit. I was not. So Molly says that they'll only go to Diagon Alley when Arthur can come for extra security. Ron makes a crack about how, oh, come on, Mom, Voldy isn't going to be hiding behind a shelf in the store. And Molly comes right back with, oh, Fortescue and Ollivander just up and went on holiday, did they, I suppose? You fucking (laughs) dipshit. Are you really that stupid? And he's like, oh, shit, you're right. And she basically, like, tells him off, and she's like, if you're going to be an immature asshole about this, you're not coming with us, and I'm not even going to send you to Hogwarts. He's like, no, cool, I'll be cool, Mom, I'll be cool. No, man, no, man, be cool, be cool. And then she storms out of the room with, like, her clock. Uh, <laughs> every time it's mentioned, like, her, she's just carrying that clock around, and I, I feel for her so much. Um, So they're sitting at the table, and uh, Bill gives Harry this big bag of gold, and Ron's like, where's mine, bro? And Harry, Bill, hot-ass Bill's like, that's already Harry's, you idiot. I got it out of your vault for you because it's taking about five hours for the public to get their gold at the moment. The goblins have tightened security so much. Two days ago, Archie Philpot had a probity probe. Let's move past how dumb that name is real quickly here. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Archity what? Archie Philpot is the name of the character. No. Oh, let me That's just finish the sentence. Let, you're not you're missing entirely what I'm saying here, buddy. Two days ago, Archie Philpot had a probity probe stuck up oh, his that name. <laughs> well, trust me, this way's easier. Probity fucking probe. Yeah. They stuck a probe up his ass. Just it's, say uh, it, Bill. It's it's probity probe. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that's way better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, that's the that's that's worse than put outer. That is you, way worse you know, than put good. outer. Good, I'm glad that you think so. Yeah. Uh you know that was a joke, right? It's not I, actually pro bitty. I yes, thank you. I was very confused. Uh this could this had the potential to be very funny if she had used, you know, anything other than probity probe. Yeah, a normal language to say, hey, they stuck like a a fucking what are those things they use in like airport security, the wand? Just are they just called a wand? Uh like a, I mean, something wand. It's something wand. I can't think of what it is. But even if she had just said they stuck a probe up his ass, that would have been way funnier. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> just cut through the bullshit and yeah, tell us that. Just, just cut through the bullshit and tell me they stuck a probe up his ass. That's all I want. Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> just 
just, I just want a fucking probe in the ass, bro. Come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it is funny though. Bill's just like, yeah, he had it stuck up his, well, anyway, this just, this just way easier. This is way easier. Uh, very funny. You know, for all their increased security measures, it's very thoughtful of the goblins to just entrust Bill. Like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I'm Harry's friend. Give me his gold. (laughs) God. Uh, yeah, this is also funny. Uh, Fleur here is like, he's always so thoughtful. While she's like stroking hot ass Bill's ass, I'm sure or something. <laughs> and uh, his butthole hair. Twir- yeah, probably. Uh, Ginny mimed vomiting into her cereal behind Fleur. Harry choked over his cornflakes, and Ron thumped him on the back. Uh, more good shit from Ginny and uh, our guy F- or our girl Fleur. So they go to the alley, uh, Diagon Alley. Haggard is there. He tells Harry that Reese Witherspoon is doing well. Um, really likes those wide open spaces. Good old. Oh old my God, Wither Wings! Right? Okay. <laughs> I was like, "What, dude?" That, You're right. That I was, do have that too gear many was names. Turning slow, things. man. <laughs> you know, when you said that, I had renamed everything in this series. I was like, "Nah, nah, nah, nah. I'm not that bad." And I'm slowly realizing that. I, I mean, you got Dieters, Voldy, Dumble. But those are just shortened the versions. The Nazgul. Yeah, I don't say, I've, I've noticed I'm not saying Nazgul as well, much. Well, I mean, they're not talking about Nazgul. That's true. I just, I have to do these things to keep this series at an arm's distance because I don't want you to think, you know, heaven forbid you think I'm a fan or anything. Yeah, well, well we shall see. <laughs> we shall see about that. Um, Hagrid tells Harry that the Ministry wanted to send a bunch of here we go again magical hit wizards for protection (laughs) but Tumble said that Hagrid would be enough and I'm like what a badass yeah Hagrid would be enough fucking he takes the place of like six I almost said Aurors magical hit wizards (laughs) Jesus we got him Uh, folks yeah (laughs) What's that? Did you say we got him? Yeah, we got him, folks. Every time, <laughs> you know what happens in my mind. Every time I almost have to, I I almost catch myself saying like orrs or dementors or something like that. You know the thing that's like run. <laughs> that's that's what happens. That in video my with mind. the umbrellas flying yes, on the beach. Yes, just that. <laughs> Run. <laughs> That's what happens in my mind, and I have to run away from saying those those bad words. Uh, that's so funny. Um, yeah. It. So, Ron Hermy. Ron Hermy. Hermony. What are you? I now, I'm shortening, shortening everything. I'm just going to combine Harry and Hermione. Can combine? <laughs> What's happening? Are Jesus you having a stroke? I'm having a strong. Uh, Ron, Harry, and Hermione. Go into the robe shop. And who should be there? But it's our boy Draco. He's in here all double cheeked up in these fancy new robes. Got these fancy new dress robes on on a Thursday afternoon. Sun's still out. Sun's still out, dude. (laughs) He's double cheeked up in these new robes. Uh... Our girl Narcissa also in there. 
Uh, these fuckers aren't playing. Ron and Harry just draw their wands immediately. And I appreciate this. Uh, they're not fucking around with Draco anymore. Um, Narcissa comes out, tells them, quote, Put those away. If you attack my son again, I shall ensure that it is the last thing you ever do. Vicious. I- I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out here already. Big Narcissa fan over here. Uh, she raised a little shit heel of a son, but I'm kind of into her. Like, she's very caring and protective of that little shit heel. Uh, and I kind of am a fan of her. She's kind of cool. I dig her. <sighs> okay. Okay. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's okay. That's, that's not fine. as like, like you asked me, like, what do you think of Umbridge or what do you think of Bellatrix? And I'm like, whatever. I don't really care about them. As far as like an interesting bad person villain, like Lucius and Narcissa, like I like, yeah. they're interesting no, to you, me. You, you, you've said that before, especially about so, Lucius and yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're two sides of the same coin for sure. Right. For sure. Um, so Harry responds with like, oh, you're going to sick some of your Dieter pals on us? And yeah, Narcissa spitting some hot fire here. She says, I see that being Dumbledore's favorite has given you a false sense of security, Harry Potter, but Dumbledore won't always be there to protect you. Uh, Harry, being the arrogant little shit that he is, uh, looks mockingly all around the shop. Wow, look at that. He's not here now, so why not have a go? They might find they might be able to find you a double cell in Azkaban with your loser of a husband. Damn, Harry. Okay, I can get behind that kind of a Harry. Uh dude, fucking ruthless, man. That is cold-blooded. Uh Malfoy made an angry movement toward Harry. <laughs> but stumbled over his long robe. It was too far up in them cheeks. Uh, (laughs) uh, He's like, Draco's like, don't you dare talk to my mother like that, Potter. And Narcissa, cool as a cucumber. It's all right, Draco. I expect Potter will be reunited with dear Sirius before I am reunited with Lucius. Oh, fucking yikes. She comes right back at his ass. Get his ass, Narcissa. Harry raised his wand higher. Harry, no, says Hermione, grabbing his arm and attempting to push it down by his side. Think you mustn't. You'll be in such trouble. Uh, so yeah, that, that situation kind of gets diffused. It's actually very funny. What is the name of the, the, the gal that like runs this shop? Madam something, um, uh, Madam Malkin. Yeah. She, she's like trying to diffuse this situation the entire time. She just like keeps (laughs) pretending like nothing is wrong and it just like keeps trying to fit Malfoy for his robes. Uh, it's pretty funny. Anyway, they, they leave, they walk out and the situation is diffused for now. But again, Kind of a big Narcissa, sissy head over here. There's a detail that you missed that I almost would like to point out, but also partially would kind of just let it fly under the radar. A detail that I missed. I'm trying to decide. I mean, it's... No, we'll, 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 let, we'll let it fly under the radar. God, this is so... This is so hard. It's just... This, this makes me... <laughs> That's what this she makes said. me so hard also. Yes, but, definitely. 
Believe me, brother. I know. I know your position. You're in. <laughs> so, uh, so they go. They go to the joke shop, and there's this amazing poster on the window. This is so good. <laughs> right. It says, "Why are you worrying about you know who? You should be worrying about you know poo. The constipation sensation that's gripping the nation." Friend George, just champions for all time. The sentence, the constipation sensation that's gripping the nation should win some sort of prize. Like, I don't know what kind of prize, but it should win that prize. It's so good. They're so fun, man. So good. So, yeah, friend George, quite the businessman. Even Hermione is impressed with some of their, like, shit. They've got this, like, uh daydream thing you can like go into a daydream for like 30 minutes or whatever and Hermione's like that's actually some real impressive magic yeah I mean real recognizes real man yeah definitely um Fred sees her eye and she's like yeah this is your bullshit telescope stuff he's like oh yeah I totally forgot about those uh he gives her some ointment for it she's very suspicious of that as well she's like this isn't gonna like put tentacles on my face or anything he's like nah 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 it's good it's good it's good i don't know if i believe him we'll we'll see if that goes anywhere else uh they've got this line of dark arts defensive shit that even the ministry is buying um it's like hats that do uh like pasta sauce blocking for them um i'm (laughs) I'm guessing yeah they got a prego all over the place uh, I'm sure it will absolutely block uh, any unblockable abracadabras that might get thrown their way. Uh, also, there's some like distraction shit, and I think they give you Harry are such a, a fucker. I, I am. I'm you. the worst. <laughs> yeah, there's like the Peruvian instant darkness powder, right? Yeah, and there's also these things that like make a noise. The decoy else. detonators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some cool stuff. I think they give Harry some of it. Well, they tell Harry that anything he wants. He takes. He doesn't pay anything in their shop. He gets whatever he wants for free. I love this so much. This is so funny. I'm so glad you're going to call this out. (laughs) They then proceed to tell Ron. Ron walks up with like a ton of shit in his arms. And they're like, "Uh, yeah, pay up. That'll be like three galleons, 17 sickles, and a canut. And he's like, but I'm your brother. And Fred's like, okay, fine. I'll drop the canut. That'll be three galleons and 17 sickles. <laughs> and if you can't afford it, you put all that shit back exactly where you got it from or we will end you. Uh, Ron flips them off when they do this, but my girl Molly sees it and threatens to jinx his fingers together permanently, which is very, very funny. Uh, I love this interaction between them. They're like, we don't give a shit if you're our brother. You, you can pay up, motherfucker. <laughs> it's very, very good. Uh, Fred and George then grill Ginny about, she's like, hey, we hear you have like five boyfriends. And she's like, uh, I'm seeing Dean Thomas. He's one guy, last I checked. Uh, also, I dumped Michael Corner because he was a sore loser. And you can fuck right the hell off and mind your own business, thank you very much. And I'm like, hell yeah, Ginny. You fucking tell these dipshits. Give him and that I'm like, sass. Give him that sass. I'm like, fucking Dean Thomas is just a phase. You'll be with Neville soon. I, I know it. You're going to die on that hill, huh? I'm going to die on that hill for sure. I may die alone and lonely and sad, but I will die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> um, The two dopes and Hermione uh, see Malfoy uh, Draco outside, and they decide to follow him. Uh, he goes into the shop where Harry was. Harry flewed in there. 
in Nocturnally. I can't even remember what book that was. Book uh, two, maybe? Uh, Chamber of Secrets, yeah. Yeah. Um, they hear, they, they use the extendable ears. They hear, by the way, apparently Ron did just indeed walk out with and steal the shit because uh, he's got some <laughs> extendable ears. They hear Draco say that he needs something fixed, but that it has to stay where it is. He can't bring it in. He needs to know how to do it. He gives, this guy's name is Borgen, who runs the shop. He gives Borgen something and tells him not to sell it, because he'll need it. And he says not to tell anyone, tell anyone anything, including his mother. He says a family friend named Fenrir Greyback, I don't know who this dude is, he must be a Death Eater, I'm guessing, um, will make sure, will stop in and make sure he's doing what he's supposed to. Um... This is he says whatever he gives him he'll need but that he can't be seen walking down the street with it and I'm like didn't you just walk down the street with it to get in here I, I'm very confused maybe maybe not maybe it was something no. that was already in there yeah no uh, he did not walk down the street with it okay but. fair enough uh, so Draco leaves Hermione goes in bless her heart uh, not the best with the uh, uh, like espionage acting shit here <laughs> she goes in and gives the dude a real she, lame she, she's story she's a true uh, double agent she's a she should be in one of the james bond movies yes sure. absolutely she's just smooth as silk uh she gives in this lame story about oh yeah it's draco's birthday and i was gonna buy him something but i i want to make sure it's something he's likes uh maybe something he's he doesn't already have one of so can you tell me what he was looking at, basically? And the dude's like, fuck off. I'm not buying any of this. Kicks her out. Ron tries to give her shit, and she tells him that next time he can show her how it's done, and she calls him Man of Mystery, which I found very funny for some reason. <laughs> and that's the end of this chapter. And and what we got going on today, I, I don't know what to make of this Draco bullshit. I, I mean, obviously, I, I have to assume this is something to do with his task that Snape is going to be helping him with that Narcissa is very worried about. Uh, yeah. Yes, that is that is a good guess, Scott. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, very hard. Uh, I don't know what... I'm sorry, you're what? You heard me. Um, I don't know <laughs> how this, like, applies... Uh, cause I, I, I think my running theories are still, he, he's going to need to kill Harry or Dumble. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on here, but yeah, but it's good stuff. It's good pretty good stuff, stuff. Good stuff. This, these, these chapters were, were fun. Not, not as good as the last batch because I mean, that Snape chapter is, is I feel like definitely going to go down in my top five favorite chapters ever. Um, Would you say that that's uh, your your favorite chapter so far? In this book or overall? Overall. Or is it still The Parting of the Ways? Because I I feel like that was your... Parting of the Ways is really good. Those are definitely both up there. I'd have to give it more thought to know for sure. I'll say with very certainty it's it's definitely top five. Um, Cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it is for me also, so... It is very, very good. But yeah, these chapters were, were, you know, they were fine. They were fun. Um, Yeah, it's, there's, I mean, look, you're going to hear me gassing this book up as much as I can because you know it's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. But but I I don't think any of this is unwarranted or or 
uh, you know, I, I, I would say that this represents it pretty well. Uh, we're still getting shit where nothing is really happening, but you feel so much more in tune. Yes. There's something, there's something just good. It's, there's, more, there's more humor. There's more yeah. human interaction rather than like inner dialogue and inner thought with Harry. I think that's a big definitely definitely um and this reminds me much more of book four when even when things weren't like quote-unquote popping off it was still relatively interesting shit going on yes um which was not the case at all in book five it was either it was feast or famine in that book it was like you know hey sometimes maybe good sometimes maybe shit i I just there is no in between Um, but yeah, it was sometimes good, sometimes it was absolute shit. I just, you know, there was no in between with that book. coming i didn't and then i saw your face and i was like is he gonna shit in the <laughs> i did a little bit maybe sometimes maybe good sometimes maybe shit <laughs> oh. oh my god yeah uh scott was introduced to two new video memes this week and i that's think that's true. what's happening right now <laughs> oh my god i can't breathe yeah go Dude. look up what is it that video even called? Sometimes it may be good. Just, just type that in. Sometimes just type that in on YouTube. It's like a four-second clip. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And I feel like it describes the Harry Potter series pretty well. Uh, Fuck, dude. That's so funny. But yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, this book is definitely, even though nothing huge is happening, it's still more interesting than the down uh, chapters we got in book five for sure right and one of the like even though you can't identify what parts of this specifically are set up which i mean i guess sometimes you can a little bit but, yeah yeah uh you you definitely feel like okay shit is being set up whereas like in order of the phoenix it's like do i need to know any of this for right. like six chapters in a row Right. You know, um, and yeah, I mean, it was like we got 30 damn chapters of oh, what's going on with Hagrid. Hagrid's beat to shit all the time. What's happening with him? And the payoff for it was so fucking lame. And it was like even just the way it was structured it was like we meet Grop and then two chapters later. Oh, here's why Grop's important. Didn't you see that one coming? Did you? Yeah. And it was like spaced so close together. It was like, wait, that's that's why this was in this book it was just like yeah not not the best like you said there there were certainly some amazing parts like the fight in the in the uh department of mysteries for sure right uh but i mean that book had certainly more flaws than it had going for it i feel like that's that that's super fair um i i still i still completely feel extremely strong that by the time you're done with this book this will overtake book four uh, because I, I think so. I think it's going to be 
more of a constant of the things that you loved from book four. Um, and you're going to get a lot more, a lot heavier material. So it's not just the, the type of writing that you like from mm-hmm. book four. It's the, the content is going to be there as well. For sure. I'm excited yeah, to man, get into I'm it. I'm fucking stoked. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to do, do you have any other, uh, you know, any other final thoughts on this? I don't uh, this batch? No. Um, you know, there's not too much for me to theorize about, obviously aside from the Draco thing, but I've kind of already said what, you know, my theories are on that. I don't know what specifically i have no idea or even to venture a guess as to what he's looking at or what purpose it could serve only that it has to serve some function in his task from voldy which i feel like is pretty obvious um right but apart from that yeah no i, I don't have anything else um this was this was fun they were enjoyable little chapters here nothing Good. nothing crazy but you know as far as like early book setup chapters for these go they were they were they were very enjoyable Hell yeah. I'm glad that you feel that way. Uh, get your fucking ass, your double cheek fucking <laughs> strapped in that bullshit, yeah. whatever joke you made. <laughs> get that <laughs> On shit a Thursday in. afternoon. Uh, because because it's uh, it's going to kick off pretty pretty damn well. So, so hopefully cool. uh, you enjoy the fuck out of these next chapters. I am very excited to, uh, to talk about them. Uh, it might be it might be a couple weeks before we do this again, right? Because uh, Amanda and I are going to go out of town. You're going out week. of town, yeah. Uh, un- unless by some God's grace and miracle, you're able to, you know, be ready before we head out of town. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, probably not. That's fine. It's okay. I mean, we're but it's fine. You we're will like not. A month ahead. We're we're way ahead, so you you won't have a break in your podcast feed. You know, we're here for you, folks, week in and week out. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, that's going to do it for us. We are going to call it a night. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us for actually, surprisingly, not that long today. It's not a two and a half hour show. We're very happy about that. We're going to do our best to kind of keep these at a more manageable length for your uh, bitch-made ears. (laughs) Wow. Just calling out our audience. Calling them it. out. Call them out. I call it like I see it. Call yeah. a duck a duck. What's that Definitely. joke we made? Fuck a duck. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, we fucking appreciate you all. Go hit us up on the Twitter, on the Instagram, at we don't want a pod. And hey, also, last week was the first time I mentioned this, but if you are interested in contributing to the podcast, there is an option to make a monthly donation. It can be as small as $1, $5, or you could just, you know, send us a million dollars if you have it, because that'd be tight, too. Do that. That'd be rad. Uh, but doing that, uh, the $1, $5, really, whatever you are open to will help us uh, to continue uh, producing the content that we do, upgrade the equipment, uh, make sure that the show is as best as it can be for you and for your bitch-made ears. So, give us uh, your money. <laughs> You are the worst. You are the actual worst. <laughs> uh, we love you. And even if you don't, that's totally fine. We love you sure either way. Grandma. Just be sure to tell your grandma. Tell your grandma. Show. That's all we ask. That's all we really ask. <laughs> that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Until next time. Bye-bye.